Hey everyone, this podcast is coming to you from the Psychic Dolphin Garage. You can support this show and our larger efforts to build a leftist community through podcasting and other projects over at patreon.com slash psychic dolphin garage. Did y'all watch the actual trailer by any chance? I have seen the trailer because any new Dan Harmon thing that comes out uh, for some reason is immediately in my feed because well, like thing, I said, I haven't fixed thing. my fucking feeds. It's not Dan Harmon. Though. Yeah, it was. No, it's Justin Roiland. It's just. Yeah. Oh, in Roiland. I I didn't I'm so hard sorry. in Roiland. I didn't watch it. It like was uh it was going to it was an ad before one of my uh like a video that I was going to watch and then I skipped it cuz it was like, "Oh, I don't need to see this shit." Yeah, this is 100% <laughs> okay. like really waiting for those 5 seconds to be up. Mm-hmm. Please god, these 5 <laughs> seconds feel like a fucking hour. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean for for people not really uh in the know at least. It's a uh trailer for justin roiland a co-creator of rick and morty his new hulu show uh which is an uh adult i guess animated comedy in the exact same animation style as rick and morty it has his voice as a lot of the stuff uh and it seems to be playing on like the generic sitcom trope that it that rick and morty did so much of um so it's uh it's coneheads but for the 2020s yeah, yeah really, no, that's exactly really, it. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad I skipped that so I can they, get to watch like a Mangchi video instead. Like, I'm really glad of it. <laughs> <laughs> Hell Far yeah. more entertainment. I mean, I, uh, I, I mean, I know that it's divisive, but I will totally watch this on Hulu once, and then I will hate it, and then never actually uh, watch anything beyond the first episode. Well, you know, Is it going to be divisive? Uh, Is it going to be the thing where like everyone's no. like? Oh my God! This is the next Rick and Morty, and then that just got one season. And that's it. That's one no, no. It's 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 Hulu, which is now a Disney thing. There's no way that Disney is going to actually let like some real out of the box style creative thoughts take place. It's just going to be oh hey, look at this. Make everything PG thirteen. We're gonna MCUify your Rick and Mortyness. That's gonna go over really well. What with if the these fans. aliens puked and jacked off? Whoa, TV. <laughs> Yeah, can't wait. Yeah, if they saw Pickle Rick, they would blow their lid. They'd be like, get that the fuck off of Hulu. <laughs> that is the funniest shit I've ever seen. Mr. Disney <laughs> Mr. Disney came down and said, hey, Justin, I hear that you're really comfortable doing lots of different voice parts for uh, these animated shows, so we would like to make you as comfortable as possible and do the same exact thing, but for Disney. Sexy. <laughs> God. And that's consumerism, folks. Welcome to the Posad cast. Yeah, no, that was a Man, that was a big fucking stretch. Posad cast. There you go. Fucking leave it to the experts. Yeah, there. Uh, Zach always has trouble with the the portmanteaus. With the words, with the words in the, with, in the I was trying to be nicer, the but okay. But. With the Posad mantos. <laughs> no, this this show looks like it'll be forgotten even by its target audience. Like like y'all said, after one season, and um, so be it. Yeah, fuck it. Much like we've been forgotten by God. Yeah, after <laughs> and also our fans after one season, they they listen for about twenty two episodes and then they uh, tune out. It's fine. We it's had fun. a good run. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Psychic Dolphin Garage. Hey everyone, I'm Kelton. And I'm Zach. And I'm Bo. And in the garage with us today is Dennis and AP Andy from Antifada. How's it going? Hey, going great. I'm glad to be on the left's version of the Mark Marin Cat Garage. <laughs> okay. Okay. The God, I wish. Dolphin Garage. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 I cha- changed up the intro just slightly, so I'm uh, really waiting to get some letters from people about that and about how uh, I'm disrespectful to the canon. It's, it's a, uh, a glorious time. <laughs> all, all those letters people send here. us. Yeah. Yes. Well, I mean, uh, d- dick pics and death threats are kind of what we uh, ask for mostly. That's my favorite fans, tabletop so. game. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say that's like a Friday night on Grinder for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, I'm doing fine. That is that is part of the podcast canon, the large canon that we have in the corner that we inscribe all of our podcast tales upon so that when we launch it into space and the aliens find it, they will have, uh, you know, the full canon. <laughs> mm. Nice. You launched the cannon itself into space. Yes. From another cannon or 
just from like a normal rocket. We were thinking like a trebuchet maybe, but uh, whatever whatever gets it up there really. Give me a trebuchet large enough, put it on top of the on top of the manhole cover, and then and then detonate the nuke. Oh the... God, yeah. We're gonna be like that flat Earth guy who died a few weeks ago. <laughs> you mean that hero Texan trying to live his life, discover truth, not be bought into the system? The Think about that. Like he died, and then coronavirus happened. He was trying to leave. That's all that was. <laughs> he was trying to stop. It was what it not. Was. Oh no. <laughs> Uh, uh, man, you know that that's going to be like the, the plot of some bullshit Fox thriller TV show later, like in a year from now when they can actually make TV again, it's gonna be like this deadly virus has infected America and it's up to one crack team. We have a white antihero with their problematic <laughs> female side character. That's just uh history channel, right? Yeah, it's pretty much yeah, at this point. Yeah, we, we are definitely getting the shittiest TV after all this. I mean, it, it legitimately is going to be bad, though. Cause, I like... mean, that's just Quibi. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Yikes. Uh, life, is a, life is a bad TV show. And to celebrate that, um, uh, we want you to leave life a review, a, uh, oh. a five-star <laughs> review. And then, uh, and while you're leaving reviews on life, also participate, consider participating in our five star for one star program, leave us a five star review and leave a, uh, right wing reactionary podcast, a one star review and send us screen caps of both. Yeah. We actually got one from a fan yes. whose, uh, uh, name is Wareboy. He rated us five stars. So thank you very much saying top notch podcast thank you. provides unique leftist perspectives on current issues as well as valid and scathing criticisms of both the right wing and neoliberal spheres without verging into problematic quote dirtbag left unquote territory. Well worth a listen. Oh man. Well, the pressure's on. Also weird that we're inevitably going to get canceled in like two weeks. <laughs> no, 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 no. The only dirt bar- dirtbag part of me is the fact that I've been wearing the same pair of sweatpants for like three weeks now. <laughs> And that's two weeks after I was like, all right, I got to stay at home. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And then uh, the one star review that Wareboy wrote uh, was for the Charlie Kirk show titled Unintelligible. Uh, one star. For some reason, the only audio I could hear was a vicious gurgling noise. I guess that's one of the downsides of being a mouthpiece for oil tycoons. Bam. Fuck. Uh, yes. <laughs> Also, on an unrelated note, every time I see a picture of the good Mr. Kirk, his face keeps getting smaller. Maybe get that checked out. <laughs> I was going to say, that, that's the only noise you can make when, when your fucking mouth is the size of a dime. It's, it's like, that's as good as you can get. Listen, we have been begging people for over a month to go ahead and start doing this, and we finally have ones that we can actually uh, broadcast on air. So I feel very validated and very right. This entire experience is worth it all uh, leading up into this. So it's, it's a good time to be alive. I am very yeah, proud yes. of, of our fans. Uh, you have done it. You have given us the reviews. Now, uh, as our subreddit is neck and neck with r slash full positivism, uh, you know what to do. You know That's what right. to do. Please join. Please join. It's like uh, the Jeb, me- Jeb, meme, Jeb Bush meme. Of please clap, but it's just asking please join over please, and over again. Please, I beg of you, join my subreddit. That's and while you're joining the subreddit, because uh, you're clicking on the links in our podcast episode description, join our Discord. Kelton is doing Monday movie nights. Those are fun. Yeah, we will have just done the Matrix by the time this comes out. So hell yeah, uh, yeah. We'll 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 see. It was uh, the least bad choice. Oh, also, um. <laughs> Subscribe to the YouTube because there's a new video coming out this week. When oh, this yeah. That's when right. this podcast drops, <laughs> <laughs> four Take, months from now when this podcast drops, yeah. absolutely it takes Dennis a while to edit those videos because he's too busy uh, doing laundry and listening to a podcast episode. I mean, uh, it it is nice though, I guess, that you have this time of leisure to be able to finally do chores around the house. Um, are you able to do that with all of your worries alleviated because the Trump bucks finally came in, Dennis? Uh, absolutely not. I It's only caused me more stress. <laughs> so much so that I got an air fryer. I'm sorry. <laughs> nice. Nice. 
I enjoy being randomly that stressed out that then you're like, fuck it, I'm just going to try cooking in a way. All right. No, no, that that is real, real trad wife shit. I love it. Being like your stress <laughs> response being to buy uh, fucking kitchen kitchen appliances. That's, that's wonderful. Yeah. Jesus. I feel more shit that I have to clean. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Air fryers are the fucking worst to clean because you like overcook one thing once and then it sticks to the little grate in the bottom and you're like, fuck, how the fuck am I going to clean that? Because air fryers are all like one fucking piece. It's very good. I did not yep. buy an air fryer with my check. I bought a bed frame. We just got approval as being, you know, almost dirtbag left. Okay. And now you're buying bed frames. We are losing <laughs> our, our entire branding as we speak right now. Is Wait, you mean I have to keep my fucking mattress on the goddamn floor? <laughs> Yes, I mean, what what what's happening? Bo's got a girlfriend. You're getting a bed frame. Suddenly, I'm gonna find out that Dennis is actually happy with his life. Things are changing. I'm not I'm not liking this whatsoever. Wait, wait, wait. You brushed your teeth. <laughs> it's okay, boys. I can still save us. I live or I sleep on a futon in my ex's apartment. There you go. Ooh, there you go. Hell yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. So, did you guys actually get your check? I did. Oh yeah, I, I got I got mine. Direct deposit, baby. Spending those Rona bucks oh, on uh, 1,200 McChickens. That is the plan. <laughs> should, should I be worried nah, if I don't worry about it? Uh, by the time this episode comes out, you should definitely be worried about that. Um, but uh, uh, if it's any consolation, the website keeps crashing for people to, to check and update because uh, so many people haven't gotten theirs. I was going to say, because uh, like most U.S. infrastructure, it is from the 1940s and has uh, never been upgraded since. So it's, yeah. Barely hanging in there. It's it's running on ARPANET. This is what happens when we stop utilizing Nazi scientists to design our infrastructure. Okay. <laughs> God, I, I'm pretty sure some of those IT guys working have, have some questionable views these days. So oh yeah, I, for sure. There's no reason. There's no reason we can't be doing fine. Well, one of the things though that I will want to buy with my Trump bucks is the I want to believe yes. positivism, UFOs, and apocalypse communism. But if only we had the author of that book on to talk about it for a yeah, little bit. Yeah. I mean, no, it's me. <laughs> I've been here the whole time. Oh, it's been you the whole time. Oh my We're god, shocking off. the whole time. <laughs> Amazing. What a coincidence that this week is when we we talk about this book coming out, and also having you here on our podcast. <laughs> it definitely doesn't feel like we've become the the uh hot ones of podcasting where we can talk shit about all the other podcasts but then you know you come on you do our shtick and then you get five minutes at the end to talk about <laughs> your book cry a little bit we, we put a bunch of tabasco in your face you know yeah hey anytime you're ready, I'm ready when you are. <laughs> oh, yeah we talk crying, about yeah. we talk about your estranged father that you've never talked to anyone else about but we dug up that information we have people. <laughs> and he's here right now. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the worst type of podcasting in the world. It's just that level of fucked up already. Just, you know. But on the other hand, uh, you you know, it is a book. And in this physical medium, you just got to try and go to as many press junkets as possible. Yeah, it's better so, than Red Scare. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's really all I shoot for these days. <laughs> you can my insurance only covers so many cocaine ods a year like all right now listen you can buy a special edition of my book it has a mirror cover on the front <laughs> perfect for any activity that you choose okay that kind of slaps though that actually kind of rolls <laughs> oh man amazon would get so many fucking returns with just busted ass mirrors on the front of them don't, <laughs> don't buy it through amazon buy it through P pluto press like they they uh have like have enticed me with their their offer uh, if they would accept my credit card uh, or rather debit card information that would be fucking great because i don't want to buy it through amazon but i'm going to get my hands on that book uh, it's not working uh, well J pluto press was just giving me a little bit of grief at the at the moment but i'm going to be trying again okay tomorrow on the actual day that it comes out because uh well i guess actually technically it will have come out yesterday because this is coming out on the 21st so yes the release date is 420 and you can buy it Fuck yeah hopefully nice. you can buy it from the pluto press website with a 20 percent discount using code posadas 20 what uh otherwise you can get it from amazon and uh hopefully there, there's a uh, independent bookstore in, in uh ridgewood queens called topos 
that you can order it from as well uh, for probably the same price as Amazon. Topo. Please, please, please support the local businesses as opposed to Amazon. They are they are getting enough of uh, my grandparents' money as they are just trying to freight in as many fucking appliances as possible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And Dennis. <laughs> yeah, my grandparents and Dennis. That that's who it is. No, I I bought I bought mine at Target. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, remarkably woke company Target. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. Like, your lesser of two evils approach is uh, working out you know pretty what? well. I have a Target red card. That's why I bought it there. Oh, no. <laughs> Dennis was just stressed walking around the Target. Oh, my God. I love you. <laughs> you queen. Uh, I'm now picturing Dennis just being like, you know, uh, like, oh, I know I have my red card in here somewhere. It's an SRA card, an IWW card. <laughs> Pulls out the Target card. I love that. I'm ashamed to say that I was also shopping on Target, but I resisted the temptation where Dennis could not. You know what, yeah. boys? I gotta buy toilet paper. Toilet paper at some point. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. There's no toilet paper That's co-op fair. around me. And Prime Gang, rise up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's the good thing about Austin. Plenty of handmade toilet paper. Yeah. Like, I'm not buying any, but it's there. <laughs> Crocheted toilet paper. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Buy- buying a bunch of toilet paper uh, that was made by hand by some dude named River. You know, it's great. <laughs> River uh, pounds He out, has, by the way, uh, the biggest white guy dreads. I should clarify that. Like, just just down to his fucking Oh, neck. he was it's actually at the Green chunky. Party meeting that I attended over the weekend. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he has he has a whole whole thing set up in his backyard where he just pounds out reeds into, into paper. <laughs> Oh, that's great. <laughs> it's very Austin. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but you know what else was very Austin? Uh, I guess everything. Everything this week, this week has been very yeah. Austin. Alex Jones yeah. has come out of his hole again. Um, <laughs> come out of his in divorce hole. To, yeah. Uh, his divorce K hole. Um, <laughs> no, he he has not left the K hole. <laughs> This has really been one of the most we live in a society weeks just possible. I mean, it is breathtaking because I don't think the Onion, I don't think any major organization or parody group could ever have like the images that we got this week as, you know, like everyone's or not everyone, but like some weird uh, person standing in front of a Baskin Robbins with a sign saying, was- give me liberty or give me death. Just, that was literally like, you know, a couple miles away from my apartment. Okay, so you know, uh, explain, <laughs> explain what's what's going on on your side of the world. What's the vibe? <laughs> so that a a lot of that was happening in a very beautiful part of California called Huntington Beach. Um, it is a wonderfully uh-huh. rich area. Uh, a lot of oil over there, uh, in, in in Orange County, of course, and. I have no idea why these people... It, it's a very, very Republican area. All the punks are skinheads. It's a very, like... It's a terrible, terrible part of California. Gorgeous beaches, though. Uh, gotta give them that. All the all the skinheads are Nazis? Yeah, that's what I, I meant by that, is they, they're skin, okay, Nazi right. skinheads. Yeah, we, we don't want to alienate the, like, cool kinds of skinheads. It's like, mm-hmm. we're still holding on to it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The three of them. It is bizarre, though, to see, and I don't think this was at one of the protests that occurred at Huntington Beach, but like, there's someone that's wearing a beanie that says, I am the pro-life generation, while just talking about how they, they want to uh, get the right to go back right. to work and how this is uh, government locking them up. And, <laughs> I'm the pro-life uh, generation. I am pro uh, only three million Americans dying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not afraid of no virus. I'm afraid of the government trying to take away my liberty. Uh, it, uh, this is I, I I can't. Yeah, like th- there's no if you if you if the Onion put out an article, you know, in January, I'm sure they did too, of Americans protesting. Uh, you know, the government. Uh, you know, telling us we have to stay at home. Like it would not have, it could not have, it could not have colored a picture more vivid than the, than the signs that these people have brought out to these protests to demand that, I mean, that they, we let them work again. And it's not even, it's, this isn't even well, working class people either. Like yeah, that's the thing. Out. It's a bunch of fucking Karens. Like outside, yeah. outside that Baskin Robbins is like the Ur Karen, right? In that picture. 
And they're not asking for them to go back to work. They're asking for fast food people to go back to work. They're asking to, you know, be able to go to rallies and open mouth sneeze into each other's faces across the table until, you know, fucking kingdom come. Like, oh, so they, they want to go to the gap. They want to go to the fucking gap and die at the gap. I think a lot of them are employers. Like, I think a right. lot of them want their, mm-hmm. yeah. want to continue commanding labor. And I, you know, I don't have any demographics to prove that, but I think like working class people wouldn't be protesting to reopen jobs because they're still working you know like not not literally everyone like a lot of people obviously millions of people are out of work but um a lot of the like construction jobs delivery jobs logistics jobs trucking um a huge part of the essential economy you know healthcare, um the elder care stuff like that there's those people aren't the ones protesting because they are working. And so, uh, I mean, I I think that a lot of people see these protests and see them as like this kind of working class revolt against uh, against social distancing regulation and like the government having a heavy hand. But to me, it looks more like, you know, like literally deranged Trump, Trump Tea Party kind of people, plus small business owners who are feel threatened that they can't have their can't continue exploiting labor and they don't and they're scared that they don't know when that can start again yeah they're they're complete and total uh, tyranny over like you know high school students working to make a little extra money you know to save for college you know people working their third job to you know stay afloat shit like that uh, their their tyranny has been just just minorly impacted for for a I mean relatively small amount of time and they are absolutely having a normal one about it. Yeah, everybody online that I've argued with about this is like, well, I, you clearly have never had a small business because I had to tell my employees that I just I can't afford to pay them anymore, and I'm like, and that's. That's not that's not why that's not the problem here. They're like no, the problem is that the government is telling me that my business isn't allowed to be open. And it's like, bro, are you what? Are you? That's your takeaway from all of this. Your takeaway is <laughs> that you're not allowed to run your business. Not that hmm. I don't know. Maybe you shouldn't have to worry about the livelihood of your employees during a pandemic because that it, it's just so many people that from like the the Rust Belt that seem so just preoccupied and so focused on the idea of getting their hair done or of being able to you know yell at high schoolers working at some shit to your job well i mean like, that's the thing too it's not even just the rust belt it's 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 everywhere you know like oh yeah certainly certainly yeah. I, i'm just saying that like as you're seeing the protesters in ohio saying that it's a hoax or that uh the michigan proud boys how they're creating like a roadblock outside of a hospital blocking and yeah. pennsylvania is voting to to reopen ambulances. Sorry, I I, yeah. I can't stress that enough. Like their whole thing, the the whole right wing meme for you know basically a couple years up until Heather Heyer was murdered, uh you know at Charlottesville was like, oh you fucking you know antifa dickheads can't can't block traffic, and now that's their thing. They're doing it. It's it's just so bizarre. Yeah, they're, well, they're, they're saying that now it's a good idea to go ahead and block. You know, traffic and, I will take yeah. progress where we can get it. The police have not shot or uh, imprisoned any protesters during this time. So that's progress. I, I, I wonder what the common denominator here might be, Zachary. <laughs> you sweet summer child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it is great that, that there's just a whole bunch of white people talking like, oh, it's ridiculous, you know? People, uh, we're getting detained, we're getting arrested just for, for going out to a park, minding our own business. Is this uh, what the police do now? How could they? <laughs> just like, uh-huh, yeah, you're starting to get it. <laughs> yep. But the weirdest thing to me, uh, I feel like it's not quite being talked about as much as it should be, is that all of these protests are occurring, or at least the majority of them, seem to be occurring through just a shitload of uh, astroturfing. Like, there's Facebook groups in Orange County, and um, also in Los Angeles, uh, Tennessee, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Minnesota. Uh, th- these have like 18,000 to 55,000 members apparently, and they're all trying to raise hell about this. And it, it just uh, is weird when they kind of all have the same mission statements 
and when the domains are registered to similar places, it, it just has a real reek about it. It begins to of, uh, uh, kick one's eyebrow up pretty quickly, like, huh? Hmm. Yeah, I, I, well, I mean, it's just Tea Party 2010, right? That was when it was, 2010 yeah. vibes. But when the astroturfing news came out about them, because yeah. in 2009, people were like, whoa, look at all of these sovereign citizen types all banding together. Very organically. Trying to say that they're not going to be... Yeah, astroturfing is the practice just, uh, of masking the sponsors of a message or organization to make it appear as though it originates from and is supported by grassroots participants. Yeah, thank you, Schoolhouse Rock. I thought I was supposed <laughs> to be the one to do that. Thanks, Book Nerd. <laughs> yes. Okay. Kelton said no, it's me listen, and Dennis. There, there, there is a a joke about astroturfing, and then also Dennis saying that he should be the one. To do that, but you know, I'm 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 above that right now. <laughs> it's, we're gonna stay stay above board. Astroturfing is uh when you hate trans women in outer space. That's the tweet right there. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh no. That's, uh, oh, that no. sucks. <laughs> That's the problematic members of the Positus Caucus, is what that is. The Astroturfs. This, oh, this actually kinda happened to us in real life once, uh like a, a few years ago, um uh, comrade communicator from the Intergalactic Workers League Posadas and I did a talk at the Left Forum in New York, and uh, it's like a forty dollar thing to get in, but we um, like we ask people for their IDs on the way out, like their lanyards, so we got them for free, um, and then we wrote our Hell own yeah. names on them. So we gave our talk, <laughs> and then on the way out, we left the lanyards again outside the conference, but also outside the conference was a group of turfs who were protesting that their panel got canceled. So they saw that we left the lanyards, and they took them. So uh, they were walking <laughs> around the conference the whole day, one with my name and the other with Comrade oh, Communicator no. from the Intergalactic Workers League Posadas. So it was literally an astroturf. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. That's amazing. I know. Like, that sucks, but also that's hilarious. I hate that so much. It just is bizarre to me to think that there's probably, you know, 10 rich fucks out there who then are the ones stoking the fires and goading all of these small business tyrants. I mean, to be like, you know what? I am going to go out there and protest. It just I, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of sad that I wasn't paying a little bit more attention to this because this is literally I, I live in Orange County and I used to live in L.A. And I'm honestly not surprised in particular with Orange County. This is a, an extremely bougie county probably one of the most expensive places to live in california <laughs> outside of san francisco um i live in the poor mexican part that's why i can afford to live here <laughs> but um i say that as a poor mexican <laughs> before i get before i get this fucking podcast canceled i say that as a poor mexican <laughs> um just gotta be sure to pull that card yeah. save us that you have been means tested as a poor Hispanic person. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah. They asked for a blood this sample. This is like Oh, oh no. no. <laughs> yeah, Kelton pulled out some calipers to measure my head to make sure. <laughs> it was really weird. My social security number. <laughs> my mom's maiden name. It's fine. You're under 20% conquistador, so uh, you can get this special type of ID card. <laughs> oh, oh God. Jesus. Yeah, I like we don't even have a like a real website yet because I just haven't fucking made one. Yeah, and, and these people like bought domains and have like an actual like like this is this is an insane amount of effort to go into to organize these protests and it's not just I mean, I mean domains are domains are, you know, like maybe $10 and if if you're overpaying for it, they also might have just done this right through GoDaddy and be paying like you know a thousand dollars a year for these. I I don't know. Hell yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, really, really, really sticking it to the federal government there. Like, like this is a lot of this is a lot of like bullshit work that leaves a you know a giant. Uh, you just here's a baguette. Here's a baguette. You set a breadcrumb trail. Well, that's good enough. <laughs> 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 I, I I just think that when you reach a certain level of wealth, it becomes, well, what can I get, you know, my shitty nephew to do? 
or like, oh, what wait, can wait, I get wait. my currently furloughed workers? To so do? what you're saying is they're like, oh, what could it cost? You know, what could what could a domain cost? Like ten dollars? Exactly. Exactly. This is just this is what normal people do. This is what you do when you're doing a thing. You don't just do a like a free fucking Facebook uh group uh and then invite or a Facebook event and then invite everybody to uh you know break into area 51 yeah i was yeah. going to say when, once we cross the threshold of uh of fuck uh what was the group smash mouth appearing at like orange county denny's like whatever that <laughs> invite was or slayer attending uh party city like once those facebook events started to happen i think people started to get in on the joke and so they thought that this would add an air of sophistication to them to have the ten dollar domain name oh, there, there, there's something in the air at these events that's for sure uh-huh. i'm i'm definitely or at least i hope so something aerated at these events i'm definitely being hey. over <laughs> i'm being overcharged for my uh domain <laughs> i'm paying twenty dollars <laughs> but i have a i have a fun top level domain name so that's why okay it's dot see. soy oh no <laughs> that's beautiful actually Dennis Ricardo dot Soy. There you go. My domain that I own, my my domain that I own that I really want to use for the podcast that Kelton hasn't given me permission to use for the podcast is shid and come and f dot art. <laughs> uh, it's it's s h i d shid and come and f dot art. Yeah, so, so I love it. <laughs> I I am uh just want the, everyone to take a tally here of. How long it's been since AP Andy has said anything on this podcast? <laughs> you guys are wearing me down. He's regretting every yeah, moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is basically the da bomb part of the podcast where we, where where it's just all the editing is just like is just the guest's face and then like like heartbeat noises. I'm, and then uh, I'm just gonna take a nap in the waiting room. check out some of the like months old magazines we've got out there for some reason yeah oh no Uh, i appreciate that our garage now canonically has a waiting room with magazines (laughs) absolutely (laughs) yeah it's on the canon guys Mm -hmm. so it's true i guess the next step is uh is organizing uh you know instead of state by state protest have uh you know multi-state packs that are you know where these people are are organizing to show up at uh uh or, or state capitals to uh to protest the shutdown yeah i i think that that's going to be the inevitable next step i think that uh we're going to get a lot of those fucks like what was it that ranch in oregon oh, the Bundy ranch, <laughs> the Bundys? Yeah. Well, yeah you know uh, a lot of those people just riding in uh, uh, demanding to speak to the manager of COVID nineteen, and then uh, having it go through. Because I think that if the elites that are manufacturing this idea of a grassroots movement pro- protesting, um, it won't be too much longer until they just say fuck it, bail on that idea, and then just take over the whatever state packs they're localized in. Because as the U.S. is becoming fully decentralized, with uh, you know the Midwest and then the New England areas, and then the Western states packed, uh, it's kind of uh, you see the battle lines getting drawn a little bit into what the various regions and subnations are. Well, because yeah, because United like states. the the last two weeks have just been Donald Trump like. Like saying that he has complete power over this, over the shutdown and everything that's happening, and then the state governors being like, actually, like I'm in charge of when we, uh, you know, when we declare uh, shelter in place and all this stuff, and <laughs> and like uh, that fight has been, you know, absolutely entertaining to watch, not at all horrifying, or um, no. not or, libertarian you know, wet dream at all. <laughs> Yeah, wearing at my yeah. psyche and 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 keeping me awake uh, for long hours, wondering, uh, you know, are we ever going to have reasonable people in office ever again? Yeah, Zach uh, doesn't. The rest of my Zach doesn't message life. me at like two a.m. his time, not my time, his time, saying, uh, <laughs> "Oh, I just reorganized my entire room." 
<laughs> yeah, definitely haven't done that. No. But uh yeah, but uh but like like the states are the states are the state governors are in charge of are in charge of the response to the pandemic. The in the 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 most the federal government has done at this point now is just steal supplies from the states, is that? Right. I mean, essentially, yeah. Mhm. Well, and I think it also just needs to say that, you know, with the way these packs uh, or the state packs have divided it up, it's Washington, Oregon, and California. Uh, and kind of Nevada. Being together. Kind of. I mean, you know, everyone kind of has the ugly cheerleader. Right. It, it's the America. NCR. It's, it, it's just that. the NCR. Yeah. 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 Uh, then you have Arizona, Utah, and New Mexico. As well as uh, the. Working together. As well as the Navajo Nation. The Navajo Nation. Yeah, and that's ironically, it's Navajo Nation that's uh, helping to lead the charge of coordination between the three states. So, uh, shout out to you, them, my people. You know, I shout think a big difference between the these liberate protests and the the Tea Party protests, and I, I think you're right that like a lot of the messaging and organizing that went into it is astroturf, like you know, Coke money or, or what have you. Um, but I, I, it's not exactly AstroTurf, because AstroTurf, I think, literally means everybody's being paid 20 bucks to be there, and they have a sign. Yeah. This happens a lot, you know? Like, there are PR firms that are just have a basically a casting call. So that's not exactly what these are. These people do are coming out because they believe in it in some way. Um, but the Tea Party, for, you know, everything that was wrong with them, they at least recognize that Obama's handling of, uh, of the, the recession and the crisis um, was was not uh uh was was just like trying to fur- like trying to resuscitate a broken system and they wanted radical restructuring that was some kind of deranged libertarian thing like where there is no more taxes or whatever um but now this the, this liberate protest is like pro federal government it's it's pro like right. authoritarianism uh of of Don- of Trump to do what he wants and to uh, and it's against these these uh, liberal uh, governors um, putting regulations on localities, and it's saying to defy them in favor of Trump. Uh, and essentially, they want a return to normal. So they are, um, if if they at at some point they at least had some kind of revolutionary message in terms of like overthrow the federal government, uh, abolish the Fed, or whatever crazy shit they believed in. Uh, today they are they are pure like boring reactionaries, and uh, I think the vast majority of people will will I think it's gonna backfire on them because hopefully things are gonna get I mean I hope things don't get worse but things are gonna get worse and th- that's gonna be like you know the the scapegoat before was the kids uh, doing spring break in in Florida and then going back home and now people people are blaming them for spreading it this is going to be a new convenient scapegoat. I don't think there should be any scapegoats, really. I think it's uh, that's a bad way of looking at it in general. But I think it's going to backfire in the way the Tea Party didn't. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. I I, I feel totally like this. Sense. I feel like this is just a, a, like a real flash in the pan in comparison to the Tea Party, which was a real thorn in the side of the Obama administration. And com- like there, it's going to be a totally different situation because uh, these people might actually die. <laughs> Well, that's the thing, right? Like, if they get what they want and uh, the economy is reopened to the extent that they want, people are going to die. You know, these people are going to die, but other people are going to die, and that's going to blow up in their face, uh, proverbially. Or if they don't get what they want, uh, things are going to be better in, you know, a couple months. Mm -hmm. Uh, Again, hopefully. And they're (laughs) going to say... Barring any severe clusterfuck, you know. And they're going to say it was all because of them. And they're going to say... Yeah, yeah, but they'll go away. Is is the point? Right. Whereas the Tea Party guys uh, were very much, as mm. you said, a thorn, a thorn jabbed specifically into Obama, and eventually just tired just, themselves just out. Just weirdly but, enough, in yeah. Obama, I don't know why it was just Obama though. It could have been any particular reason. Yeah, <laughs> what, what what could it have been about Obama that? Uh, yeah, it's drew not like we did, It's not like we didn't I have wonder. any like neoliberal kind of pushing the same exact uh, policies for the past like twenty years before the Obama administration. No. Who knows? Well, and it's not like Trump has done anything even radically different than what Obama did, which was just pump money into, mm-hmm. uh, pump money into all the. Uh, all the all the big businesses that were that were you know highly impacted by the by the by the effects of the pandemic is having on the population. Yeah, yeah. And so, 
nothing super radically changed between you know between Obama and Trump mm-hmm. and the protesters are are yeah again not not protesting for radical change they're protesting for return to normalcy which is super you know liberal in its roots even mm-hmm. it'd be so funny if like the the return to normal ended up with um just Obama being the president again <laughs> no no, Dennis. No, no, <laughs> no. That's the plan. Yeah, no. They run him as VP for Joe. They run him as VP for Joe. Joe Biden, you know, slips in the shower or whatever. And fucking there he I are. think he yeah. could run as VP, but I don't think he could actually uh, be president after that. I have to go to Pelosi. Ah, uh, fucking whatever. Well, all that said. All that to say that uh, uh, the the U.S. the the boog is gonna happen soon, and and you know we're already seeing the we're already seeing the states. And this their, is it. Uh, this is the boog. Is this is, is the, the boog? Yeah, they've they've gotten uh, exactly what they wanted. All the preppers and the fucking treepers and weirdos like that. And this is the best they can do with their lack of political imagination. I actually think it it would be like very ripe for a civil war if there was a Democrat in power. But oh, since yeah. there's a Republican, because, you know, Democrats are not going to be the types to, like, secede or, or like, you know, even, like, challenge the well, legitimacy. Not, of not what, the modern Democrats, at least. Yeah. 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 What, what would the moderate Democrat civil war look like? It wouldn't. <laughs> they would. Like Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi <laughs> yeah. under an umbrella in the rain yelling at. At a fast food worker. I don't know. Yeah, just warlord <laughs> Chuck Schumer trying to go out and do some damage. No, no, that's insane. I mean, even though I think he hit it on the head, like the Sanders AOC wing, they don't show much sign of of like real defiance to anything Trump right, has done. Like how, a, how much horrible, much horrible does it have to be to still like not question the legitimacy of like the justice system and uh you know the of like dhs and all this like they're there's still there's they still have some faith in the system and like at this point it's irrational i mean yeah not even just faith in the system either they are like they're they're pretty into it i would say you know in terms of uh like you said the the lack of um outspokenness about any of its failings or i mean you know bernie more or less uh unquestioningly and uh, without comment saying yeah fuck it biden sure i mean like he like there's no there's no concessions there's no nothing to be gained or nothing to be pulled nothing you know i mean bernie had always said that he was going to support whoever the democratic nominee was at but we whenever didn't he dropped believe out. him if if he had dropped <laughs> out. oh yeah but, of course but at least like kick and scream a little right bit. i i think i think aoc is maybe marginally more like questioning of like what the fuck is going on but like that's still just it's uh is it any surprise that we don't have like you know real radicals in elected positions like come on <laughs> yeah yeah true yeah but the republican party has has those types of people who will say like we need to you know states need to secede or there should be like the the republican party is full of these like civil war lunatics you know you just hell yeah tom cotton let's do this look dan crenshaw's office is like 10 minutes away from me okay (laughs) yeah i just don't understand where that like how that line is drawn um because i i well i guess that it's just like liberalism like you know that's just how liberalism works is like you have to you have to make way for like fascism for liberalism work even a tiny bit which is yeah and again all the all these like liberal state governors that are coordinating like okay responses to coronavirus fuck you greg abbott um yep (laughs) and you know all these state alliances that are popping up these are people that are like well you know the federal government kind of fucked up um but i guess we're gonna do the best we can and and really, our question is, how much more can the federal government fuck up until it until it ignites a popular uh, uprising against the federal government? Not this bullshit like, you know, we want the federal government to open back up or the federal government can't tell us to do shit. Um, you know, more of this, more of this, more of this social uprising kind of stuff where the people are like, hey, uh. I realize that the that the government is literally intercepting shipments of PPE and seizing it and sending it from what blue states to red states. Yep. 
and like uh, nobody's doing anything about that. We're just like, ah, the system works. Trump kind of fucked up, I guess, but uh, you know. We- but hey, if we think that the system isn't actually working for us, maybe there is an alternative. Maybe there's a way that we can push past it rather than uh, trying to prolong grandpa's life and force feed him oxygen. Uh, we, we, we just uh, pull the plug, put him out of his misery, and then we cash in on that life insurance check <laughs> a little bit. And uh, we, we just go full-blown accelerationist all the way right. through. Because I think that uh, you know that's a uh it's that's a world in which i think i would be fine i say as a uh straight white guy <laughs> who has all the privilege available to him yeah, with jo- a comfortable safety net yeah. join your national guard and seize ppe from hospitals today <laughs> uh, i don't know if you guys uh if you guys are interested in, in talking about the book at all but uh there, oh, there's a yes. way that this relates to posadism because uh, Pissaz, of course, is not only known for the, the aliens and the dolphins. What was really politically essential about Pissadism was his belief that there needed to be World War III, a nuclear World War III. Um, and uh, I think why that resonates with, you know, memesters today, uh, even though, like, in the context of the time, a lot of socialists believed that. They, they believed that World War III was coming and hopefully China and the USSR would win. Um, but why it resonates today, I think, is that, uh, you know, although there's a lot of uh, ideas of, of transition in which things aren't necessarily so bad, like the revolution doesn't have to be uh, so tyrannical and have such terror, Basada has said no, like it has to be really, really bad. Like a lot of people have to die. Every institution needs to be destroyed. And then we can start rebuilding real socialism but until then the world is just too fucked up so it's really it's this combination of like (laughs) insane optimism of like socialism will happen in like a course of just a couple of years you know he constantly said it would be like the end of the decade he said that first in the 50s and the 60s and the 70s um but he said it could come any day and combining that with like absolute insane catastrophism of nuclear war uh, will and should happen as soon as possible. Um, and it's kind of unthinkable to take that seriously today, but I think like the extremeness of those two positions combined is why people are interested in Posadism. Yeah. I, I yeah. think though that that's, you know, when we're in the midst of a pandemic and we're seeing how we all are reacting to this, um, we're, we're getting a small test run of should there be a, a even more cataclysmic event take place because i mean any conspiracy theory that shows or is based on the idea that the united states government is actually completely competent and knows exactly <laughs> what the hell they're doing and uh you know if an asteroid were to be coming towards earth we would actually be ready to go in seven years just no no all that is effectively now thrown out the door um but i think the idea of what uh of what positivists are talking about uh, be it in memes or on, you know, the the subreddit or wherever, or you uh, know, say but, a book, perhaps. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Just possibly there. Um, it it is something that I think that we are every day being able to relate to more and more, and that if we can relate to it, then it becomes more feasible. Then it becomes a higher likelihood. It all kind of, you know, uh, one thing leads to the other, and helps push it into the uh the mainstream school of thought yeah. much more so yeah i would say probably over what the past you know five ten years than before well so yeah and, and that's the thing I, I i've said this so many fucking times it's it's cliche at this point but it's the fucking mark fisher quote right the easier to imagine uh, imagine the end of the world than it is to imagine the end of capitalism and yep. why not fucking both and <laughs> you know it, like 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 you said this is uh a, a relatively catastrophic thing that we've been undergoing but it didn't have to be and other places in the world have proven it doesn't have to be um it's it's just really really showing the cracks i guess is is the point uh i'm trying to get to of just the way uh the way our system works yeah and and uh, uh, uh a a position i've also held for a long time and talked about is that it's always better uh, for this stuff to disproportionately affect Americans 
I, I, it's it's terrible that people have to die, but it is it is better that we feel the effects here at home rather than exporting it to uh, the you know the global south, exporting it out of our country and 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 not having to live with the effects of displacing the, the suffering. Yeah, no, no, else, that's yeah. I, unfortunately that's that's too optimistic. Uh, I mean, first of all, because the the vast majority of people who are dying are marginalized people mostly people of color uh besides that even you know even if like this were just a case of america being like fucked and crumbling economically the american consumer is what props up the livelihood of of the rest of the world like uh there's going to be a demand shock from this that totally upends the economy of central america south america um southeast asia uh, it's yeah. it's going to make uh, problems in places that already had real that were all had like totally crumbling social systems like Honduras and Bangladesh and you know um like you know probably the half the already world population, exploited their breaking point yeah it's it's yeah. gonna get way worse because we're not fucking stuffing our faces and buying uh you know uh you know shirts to wear once now like it's <laughs> yeah um. And, and so the point that I'm making is, uh, or I think Basadas was really wrong, is that he expected this catastrophe to come all at once, just like as quick as as nuclear war. Like it would happen, it would kill uh, 100 million people, and then it would be over. Um, the reality is there does need to be catastrophe to change things. Uh, I think, you know, maybe at the time that wasn't true, but now it's true. But the catastrophe has been going on for decades, and it's been getting worse and worse. And the system no longer tries to prevent these catastrophes because that would mean the restructuring of the system in some way that would make it unrecognizable to how it is today. It it, yeah. it means just managing these catastrophes and just seeing how far you can do it. It's like that concept of on-time production that was recently applied to the healthcare system, which is you know why so many people are largely why so many people are dying but just on a global economic level yeah and and that's no more like that is that is provable via the the talking point about like oh only three million people will die uh and every uh you know and every reactionary's talking point also about how well you know people people die every day of the flu or you know we can't we we don't know, uh, you know, we don't know who's gonna die of this and all this, all this like weird conjecture about like, about like, about like medicine mm -hmm. and 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 the effects of all this stuff, and they're just completely talking out of their asses, but they're 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 parroting back that essential the the essential crux of capital protecting itself, which is well, people are gonna die. And they're 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 okay with that. That it's a given, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's uh, yeah, really the really the logic of uh, neoliberalism laid bare. So that said, um, I I guess just group consensus. Uh, do we think any good's gonna come out of the other side of this? Uh, whether it gets worse or whether it doesn't. Uh, do we think there's gonna be anything gained? Uh, in that regard, like as it relates to coronavirus, or as it relates to you know the idea of aliens. As, as it relates to. I, well, I mean, fucking aliens would be amazing, yeah. But uh, more specifically, I'm saying like um, the 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 revelation to the general public, like, hey, this is the this is the logic of, of of neoliberalism and the logic of austerity, and this is how it's killing you specifically. Please take note. Please make change. You know, uh, do y'all think that'll happen? It's too late. Well, I mean, if I pass go, will I collect two hundred dollars? Oh no, <laughs> uh, twelve hundred dollars. How about twelve hundred? Yeah. Oh, there you go. I I think I think I and I might be a little optimistic here is that some people will be a little bit more enlightened to the sort of inner workings of exploitation and capitalism, but I don't think it's going to be enough for there to be a huge revolutionary change. I just there's there's a lot of factors in the way that would I think keep it from happening, and I think the biggest one is just fear. People are afraid. Yeah. People are afraid of being in charge of pulling the lever that says we are changing the system immediately now, but it's going to require blood. 
and they're less afraid of a system where nobody pulls a lever, but pe- millions of people still die every year ostensibly be due to the compounding effects of capitalism on the globe. Right. I mean, it's because it's because they don't necessarily have to see it like firsthand. No, they're they're you know far enough removed from it to where then it's not. Oh, icky. I'm, I'm witnessing it right there. <laughs> On the ground right. level, it's um, detachment and uh, it's more sanitized. Yeah, we're not gonna get like a Mao sort of revolution happening anytime soon. And if we do, I'm sorry, I might have to leave you all because uh, I am the the grandchild of a, a landlord. So, oops. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Close enough, man. Sorry. It. What I would have. Oh. I would. I would see you in about three to five years after my my uh, the labor that I chose to do uh, is finished. Yeah. Is that why know. the uh, is that why the aliens won't contact us, Andy? Are we too far gone? Well, according to Dante Minizzoli, who was uh, one of the leading figures in the Posadist movement and and really the one who pushed the alien line, uh, he, he it, the aliens aren't contacting us because they're observing us and they're waiting for us to move to the next level of society, oh, which so like, is you know socialism or communism, like Star Trek. Then. Um, Yep, exactly like Star Trek. Ah. Uh, or, you know, like every like multi-level marketing scheme. Like, <laughs> well, if you're a gold level member, you actually have access to all of these other amazing benefits. I love the idea that yeah, aliens are doing MLM. Uh, socialism with multi-level marketing, uh, multi-level marketing <laughs> characteristics. Yeah, I mean, we all say we're MLMs, right? So... <laughs> uh, so in uh, in in Pisaas's essay, fa- famous essay about flying saucers, he does talk about how cool aliens are and how we should meet them if possible. But most of the essay, or at least the second half, is saying like, "But we shouldn't worry about that because we have everything we need on Earth right now to solve hunger and war and crime and all this shit. Like we can just like we we see from the socialist states that we don't have to be living this way." And if there are aliens watching us, they would say, why are you living this way? This is embarrassing. We'll come back when you've sorted this stuff out. The damn bitch, you actually live like this of aliens. That meme is in the book. (laughs) (laughs) The intergalactic. uh, Yeah, humanity is posting cringe at an intergalactic scale. Yeah. So as far as the as far as the aliens go, um, like. I think it symbolically uh, is important to people because it represents that something different could arrive that we can't foresee right now. So if you want to ask, like, is it possible that something good can come out of this or do we think something good will come out of this? I don't think that. Like, I have no expectation that something good will happen. Uh, and and Posadas, Posadas believed that um, socialism would follow nuclear war because he thought to just, like, the masses of the world were just socialist. Like, they just naturally thought that, and they just needed to get rid of the, the bourgeois dictatorships and Stalinist bureaucracies for them to be able to create the world the way they want to. It's hard to believe that now, and certainly now there's no, like, um, you know, China and, and Russia, although to some people they still represent, uh, like, some kind of socialist counterbalance to imperialism, um, nobody really identifies with them in like a socialist way uh, or very few do. So it's hard to imagine that like the fall of the U S and Western European empires will lead to just like the natural spread of socialism. Um, On the other hand, like just like we might say, well, if a UFO came, I for one would greet it because it must be better than what we're doing. Uh, It's, I think you could imagine that, um, something uh such a big shock to the global capitalist system is is what's necessary for us to start imagining or envisioning different ways of life um and i don't think the shock has been so extreme yet that we've started seeing that uh but you know it's it's the crisis is only going to deepen i don't think we're gonna come out of this like back to the way things were five months ago yeah 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 well, start sending those signals out to space, folks. 
Alpha Centauri is right there. Mm-hmm. Like I'm saying, like just you know, just send your DMs. Yeah, just get it all in a download. <laughs> I guess the study question for me is, you know, uh, again, how do you convert uh, uh, blue collar working class folks to socialism? Because as we know, as we talked about here in Texas, they're very close, and it's just a matter of it's a matter of really, really believing. In uh, really, really believing in the idea that the masses are just, uh, you know, socialist at heart, even if they don't realize it, because McCarthyism is too strong in the U.S. Well, you know, we'll, we'll just give them a whole bunch of LSD, have them hang out in a dolphin tank, and then uh, we'll have them read Andy's book. Well, I think that's a good starting point for everything. God, that sounds like a fucking great time. And so uh, I think that's uh, as natural, at least for us. Uh, spot to go into uh plugs and everything else but before we do that real quick if you made it this far you're a true comrade so thank you very much for sticking around shout out to all of our patrons especially scott for contributing to the dialectical tier and spencer ali david adelaide and drayton for contributing toward devil's advocate tier y'all are helping keeping the show plugging along also uh be sure and let us know how you liked our latest patreon episode inner circle jerk uh so it's always a, a, a fun time when we're able to just hang out and riff and then be looking forward to on Friday. It's going to be us talking with Andy. Uh, weird. It's almost like we record it at the same time. <laughs> Crazy how stuff like that works. But uh, yep. uh, I, I mean, like I, I this book, I am so excited to, to read it. I'm sure that you've put in what is the equivalent, at least for us, of three lifetimes worth of work into it. Um, uh, is there anything that, uh, you feel like you want people to know right before they, they start reading, or is that kind of what the purpose of every book's introduction is all about? Well, uh, I guess I, I have been cautioning people that the first, uh, 150 pages are kind of just about the formation of Latin American Trotskyism, which <laughs> I don't think a lot of people were, <laughs> that's what they signed up for, but hopefully they find it interesting and funny and useful in its own way but if you don't just skip to the ends that's there's no problem with that <laughs> I am yeah, much like this podcast. spoilers spoilers jesus <laughs> skip to the good parts um you uh, you might find it interesting or maybe i'm just giving myself an excuse to brag uh but right now the book is number 21 on the amazon store in the utopian ideology section ahead of mark levin's ameritopia Ooh. And it's number 19 in the historiography section ahead of Fukuyama's The End of History. Whoa! Oh, yeah. Hey! History yeah. Yeah. Fuck oh, Fukuyama. Yeah. Fuck Fukuyama. So uh, <laughs> are the rumors true that one of the pages out of every book has been dipped into LSD? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at that point, that makes its price tag a bargain. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. No comment. Man, this book got way more interesting And he can neither five. confirm nor deny that if you try every page in the book, that one of them will have LSD on it. So you guys know what to do. Yeah, uh, that's, that's a reason for getting the physical copy and not the ebook for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh, Kelton, what do you have coming out? Uh, man, uh, it's just it's just so much. It's so much these days. Um, we got the Gigo show that's going to be coming out also on every Friday. Uh, we're doing Gigo once a month on this RSS feed, and then we got its own. So uh, not to clog everything up. Then uh, Sports Radio 1917. It's a uh, uh, sports discussion from a leftist perspective. That is happening on Thursday nights live on YouTube. But then, like everything else in my life, it has become its own podcast where then you can go ahead and check that out on its own uh, RSS feed. That will never make an appearance on the sacred podcast RSS feed. Thank I God. care about y'all Fuck too sports. much. Uh, <laughs> Bo, what do you have coming but- out? Fucking nothing, man. <laughs> nothing this at show. all. This show. This show. There's not another show that you do, Bo, that you post that we remind you about every week to tell the us bonus about. episodes. Yes, I don't the know. bonus episodes. Oh, yeah, yeah, the fucking bonus episodes. They're out <laughs> Thursdays, sometimes Fridays, sometimes late Thursday night. There you go. They're great. Uh, go yeah, get but- on Patreon and listen to those. Yeah, it, you can hear those for just a dollar a month to support us. Let us know that you care and hear our bonus episodes. Dennis, yeah. what do you have coming out? Um, this week I have a new video coming out about uh the politics of furries. 
I've teased it a little bit on the Twitch for a while. Yes. And uh, this one I actually did research. I went to a uh, two furry nights, actually, uh, in the local area and got to interview some folks. No recorded interviews from them, though, because uh, people are a little sketchy about uh, you recording them. <laughs> While they're in a fursuit, so, but um, <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, uh, understandably, <laughs> uh, a couple other things. Uh, Zach and I also released a uh, a video on my YouTube channel where we uh watch some uh gay TikTok compilations and talk about coming out and cute boys and things like that. Uh, apparently, it got kind of dark, so uh, content warning on that one. Sorry that I have such a sad life. <laughs> And um, it's good though. It's and good. I want to thank everyone. Uh, I don't know if you may or may not have watched this, but my video about Gloria Ansaldúa just reached over 1,000 views, which I'm so happy and proud hey, because yeah. um, Ansaldúa is a a huge uh, inspiration and a hero of mine. Um, and I am so happy that that was my very first video ever in making videos for like 10 years to ever reach over a thousand views. Um, so I'm very, very proud of it. So if you haven't seen it, uh, go check it out um, and learn a little bit about uh, Mestiza Consciousness. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Well, I think that's all for us. Uh, thank you again for uh, joining us today, Andy. Hell yeah. Thank, thank you, you so yeah. much. Yeah. Um, yeah, thanks a lot for having me. Kelton, you want to take us out? Let's, let's fucking nuke the whales, buy the book, and uh, uh, can't wait for you know National Nudes Day 2020. Let's bring it on. <laughs> let's all get canceled. Deuces. Thanks for listening to another episode of Psychic Dolphin Garage. Check out our link tree in the show notes so you can join our Discord and subreddit and become a part of the community. Find our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or pretty much wherever you get your podcasts. Word of mouth is still the best way for us to bring this weird leftist show to as many people as we possibly can. So if you like the episode, please share it with someone, anyone, just one other person at your school or office or parole hearing who you think might like what we do. We trust your judgment. Be sure to join us every week for Destiny Tuesdays on our Discord, the PDLR Fantasy Sports Show Thursdays on our YouTube channel, and Variety Game night fridays on twitch that just about covers it all right we love you bye